Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for every miracle. My God, glory to God. That ought to be your clap. Y'all ready? <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. All these conversations filled without My God, thank you, Lord. We dismiss what we can figure out. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Juanita, for sharing. Yeah. I should put some groove in you this morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. There's just too much proof in my life that God is God and God is faithful and God is strong. That is a miracle by Torrin Wells. We've been on this Torrin Wells kick in the house. There's just too much proof. Like, there's just... There's just too much proof that God is in my life. There's just too much proof that God is God. There's just way too much proof, right? There's way more proof than there is not proof. So Father God, I thank you for every miracle in my life. I thank you for every lesson. I thank you for every blessing. I thank you for you just being God. I just appreciate you. There is way, there's like way too much proof that God is God. And I am like, my God, that song just made my morning. Like it just overjoyed me. Um, and just set me in a place of just saying, there's just like, there's too much proof. There's way more proof that you're God than there is not proof that you aren't God. And so I am just grateful this morning. I am thankful. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Akeisha. If this is your first time with us today, we just want to invite you into our family, invite you into our community and say thank you. We are Facebook Live and Instagram Live and we upload to YouTube a little bit later. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I have such a grateful heart. That right there, there is too much proof. That right there, there is too much proof. Mountains being moved, miracles being made, and I'm just so grateful and so thankful for who God is. We have been on this journey, and we're going to pray 
because um, we we pray corporately. Um, there have been some things we've been believing God for uh, for the next seven days. We are praying for wisdom. This morning, we're going to pray for our educational system nationwide. Um, that's what I heard, Lord, deposit in my spirit. Um, so Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I have just like such a grateful heart. I just remember a time in my season in my life when I was not grateful. Like I was a whiner and I was a complainer and I would moan about everything, right? Nothing was ever good enough. I was never satisfied with what I had. I was always looking for the next thing to make me happy. And what I figured out is it's my happiness is not in the next thing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I glorify you. I appreciate you. My happiness is not in the next thing happening to me. My happiness is not in the next person that comes in my life. My happiness is in who God is and in Jesus. Like that's where I contain my happiness. That's my point of reference. So if the house doesn't happen, I'm still happy. If I never, like, if I never see the things that I've been believing God for, like, I'm still happy. I'm so happy. And it's because my happiness rests in him. Like, this is the point my right here. I'm happy because this is where I'm happy. Right. And I'm just, my God, I thank you. I want to thank all of you who share the devotional daily. I thank you from the bottom of my heart, but more than anything, God thanks you. Every time you share the gospel, you are planting a seed within someone else's life. I have not figured out why we hide the gospel without the exception that we are ashamed of the gospel, right? Um, when I was concerned about what was on my timeline, it was just because I was shamed, right? I didn't want people to be offended. I didn't want people, no, no, not in this day. Not in this time. I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel. So thank, for, thank you to all of you that continuously share and put the word on your timeline and put it up in your story. Thank you, 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 thank you. From the bottom of my heart and from God's, every time you plant that seed, someone is connecting. Someone gets to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I am so grateful for you not being ashamed and sharing and putting the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the entire world. I honor you and God honors you. I don't know. That's just so big in my heart this morning, how important it is when you share. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for not being embarrassed, right? Thank you for not being consumed. Thank you for those of you who invite people in. I just wanted to celebrate you for a moment and just thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for getting up this morning. Thank you for being a part of the devotional. Thank you for pressing in to make yourself better, right? Thank you for pressing in to make yourself better. My God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord God, we thank you for Jesus Christ. We just thank you. So my God, Lord, I thank you. My thank you. I thank you. My heart is so full of gratitude. Thank you. 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 Thank you for keeping me from danger seen and unseen. Thank you for the activities of my lamb. Thank you, Father God, for a place to stay. Thank you, Father God, for furniture. Thank you for food in my refrigerator. I appreciate you. Thank you for my car, my 
God, I thank you. Thank you for my God. Can I tell you something? Like, I'm really in the place that I need a new car. Like, can I be real with you? I'm in a place where I need a new car, but I'm so grateful for my car. Like, I'm so grateful for my car. And because I, like, I'm just like so grateful. Like, I'm so, so I've been practicing the gratitude behind my car. Like, I'm keeping my car clean. Like, I'm making sure I take better care of my car. Like, but I'm so grateful because I could not have a car. And I've been in a season before where I didn't have a car. And I'd catch the city bus, right? And even though I didn't understand what God was doing in that season, I'm, I was thankful now. I'm like, Lord, thank you for giving me a bus pass. Because <laughs> thank you for giving me money even to have the bus, right? So my heart is just overwhelmed with gratitude this morning. I'm like, Lord, thank you for like, thank you for my car. <laughs> like, thank you for my car. Thank you that you are getting me in a debt free life because I don't want debt. I don't want debt. Right. And if we just start counting the things up and just start realizing how amazing God is to us gratitude would change that attitude like thank you thank you like my god thank you for my limbs and thank you for my feet thank you for the fact that i have feet right um thank you father god for the hair on my head thank you for that mama Je Jeanette. i appreciate you i'm just grateful for people who share the gospel like right thank you for my bathroom thank you for lights like thank you for running water i remember like when we did not have hot water in the house some of y'all don't know all my testimony like i remember when we did not have water like a hot water man she Sh shatia i used to take it for granted i used to take my car for granted you wouldn't keep my car clean um, I wouldn't get my oil changed. I was not being faithful, a faithful steward to my car. I used to be people. I used to be the person that would take my car for granted, right? I thank you for breath in my life. I thank you for health. I thank you, Father God, you are my reasonable portion. I thank you that I lack nothing, right? For every time I lack, right, you make up the difference. My God, I thank you. I thank you for my sons. I thank you, Father God, for my grandsons. I thank you, Father God, for my mother and my father. I thank you, Father God, for uh, my sisters and my brothers. I thank God for you. I thank you for internet. <laughs> like, that's how I feel this morning. Like, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for lights i'm just looking around i'm like counting it up like i lack nothing and if you'll be real like you lack nothing like you lack nothing you may not have everything you want but you lack absolutely nothing come on vanessa come on vanessa come on vanessa come on come on don't make me go there don't make me go there you're gonna make me run all over this house for those of you on instagram vanessa said we used to boil coolers of hot water in the morning for bathing if you've never been there you will not appreciate your hot water you won't appreciate hot water you won't appreciate baths you want to appreciate lights like i just think i'm so grateful and some people will be like it don't take all that it takes absolutely all of that for you to position yourself in a place of being grateful, right? It's being, being grateful, like being grateful. My God, Lord God, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. I really lack nothing. Thank you for food and my, my refrigerator. I remember when there was no food in my refrigerator and every time there was no food in my refrigerator, God supplied all my needs. Like God supplied all my needs. Every time he would send somebody away, every time something would happen, every time somebody would bless the woman of God, right? When my husband left, 
right? I'm widowed. For those of you who don't know my story and you're new, I'm widowed, right? And so when my husband left and died and went to be with Jesus six years ago, we lost income. Like my income decreased because he wasn't insurable um, and he didn't have work credits. So we didn't get social security. Like I'm just being so real. And so like when he left, I lost income and we were already tight. It was already, it was already tight. So when we lost his income, it put us in a different position. But can I tell you since, um, my husband, my, uh, Oh my, since my husband, wow. Since my husband left since July, um, 11th of 2014, since he left and went to be with Jesus, I have not lacked one thing. Even when it's been tight, even when it's been tough, even when it's been overwhelming, even when it's been consumed, right? I'm just telling you, I have lacked absolutely nothing, right? I, I've lacked, even when it looks sparse, and it look, like I've lacked nothing. God has always made up the difference. So I lack nothing. I hope that encourages you this morning. I hope if you are in a funk or you start thinking about all this stuff, even if right now you're in your car and you're sleeping in your car, I promise you, God is the God that can supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. He's that faithful. He's that, he's that, he's that faithful. He's that faithful. I'm just telling you, God will supply all your needs according to his Riches and glory and his riches are unlimited. And if his riches are unlimited, you just pull out your faith card, your black card today and say, you know what, God, I thank you for supplying all my needs according to your riches and glory. And that I lack. You better you better declare that today. I lack absolutely nothing. I lack absolutely nothing. I stand in need of nothing. Right. And then another thing that I always do because I was in so much debt. Can I just be real, real with y'all today? I was in so much debt and that debt wasn't because God told me to get in debt. That debt was because Lakeisha made poor choices with her finances. Right. Right. And I was there a couple of times because I did not realize the kingdom uh, concept of finances and money. By the way, we got another finance class coming up soon. And because I didn't realize the kingdom finances of money, right? I got in debt, right? And even in that, like even in debt, I watched God bless and make my mistakes prosper. Once I submitted that debt to him and I, I began to understand that I needed to honor him and stewardship. And in that, even though, even though it was tight, even though it was crazy, I lack absolutely nothing. Like I lack, I lack absolutely nothing because he was like, I'm going to even make this right for you. Right. I'm going to make this right for you because you repented because you honor me because you turned your heart towards me. Right. Because you made a decision to invite me into your finances. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to still make sure you lack nothing. And even in that process and even in that of getting out and putting me in a position to get out, start getting out of debt and get working towards that. Guess what? I lacked absolutely nothing. Right. When I ripped up the credit cards, I lacked after absolutely nothing. And I say, you know what? I'm going to trust you in my finance. I lack absolutely nothing. I lack nothing. You got to get a vision of your head in your head. My God, I just feel the pull to encourage you. You got to get a vision in your head that you lack nothing. You got to get a vision. You got to you got to imagine what does it look like that I lack nothing because when I respond in lack, I make emotional decisions, right? When I respond, when I respond in lack, I make emotional decisions 
decisions. I make emotional decisions, right? Right? And so when I don't, when I respond, when I, 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 when I respond in the fact that I lack nothing, right? Now, Cass, how do you invite God into your finances? Tithing. How do you invite to giving offering, looking at what the word says, making a decision to trust God's provision for you and God's system. Go find every scripture on finances and set your position that my money will be kingdom money and nothing else. Become a giver. He said every seed re reproduces after his own kind. That is how you get into a position where God is involved in your finances. And when you do that, Man, God will supply all your needs according. Trusting God with your money and not trusting yourself, letting him help you make financial decisions versus you making financial decisions. That's how you invite God into your finances, that you sit your finances before him and say, hey, I'm giving you the tithe. Where do you want me to give offering? Right. And then saying, show me, show me this. Show me how to how to finance, be a financial steward. And then I got a finance class coming up in Oct in August. It'll be limited spaces. Um, we'll do kingdom finances again. We'll do finance you again. We'll do 10, seven or 10 weeks of finance. I think seven weeks this time of finance you where we're going to go through the steps of what kingdom finances look like. Right. And when you do that, then God is in everything. Right. God is in everything. So I'm just telling you, I lack, I lack nothing health wise. Same way, if your health is a problem, you still lack nothing. Isaiah 53 and 5 says he was bruised for your iniquities, chastised for your peace. He took all that on for you. And so if my health looks funky in Jesus, I lack nothing. That's it. In Jesus, I lack nothing. If my health looks funky, then in Jesus, I lack absolutely nothing. And then we're, we're just nothing, right? And then... We, we, we practice so much unbelief because no one has taught us really how to live in the kingdom. Nobody has really taught us about kingdom living, kingdom finances, kingdom health, kingdom mentality, because we do that. Like we really got to start it all with kind of like a repent because most of the time we don't trust what the word says, right? We put conditions on the word, but in this position, in this place, and in this season, you got to get a spiritual vision of what God says about you and nothing else. Remember our springboard scripture tells us you cannot receive this by your mental health. Like you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to accept this in the natural kingdom stuff. Spiritual living does spiritual living doesn't look right in the natural first Corinthians two fourteen says, and this is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, right? So, this is how we speak. Come on, Holy Spirit. This is how we act. This is how we live. This is how we govern ourselves, right? This is how this is how we govern ourselves, right? And this is what he says. And this is what we speak. When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, our language even changes. That's why Romans 12 and 2 do not conform to this world. Don't conform to this world. Don't conform to this world, but be renewed, right? By the word, because we, not, not this world. This world tells us to complain. This world tells us to be ungrateful. This world tells us to get in debt. 
This world tells us that God isn't real. This world will tell us it doesn't take all that. And God is saying, no, 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 no. Right here. Here's where the word and all scripture is breathed by God. First Corinthians 2 14. And this is what we speak. We speak. We accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Then our language changes. This is what we speak. Not in words taught us by human wisdom. Yeah, not in words taught us by human wisdom. And this is where we've been lacking. And this is where we've been having difficulty hearing God because we've still been trying to rely on human wisdom. My God. So when someone comes to us and tells us Philippians 2 14, that God shall supply all your needs according to your riches and glory. If you're trying to mentally ascend that in your mind, if you're trying to mentally ascend kingdom finances in your mind, if you're trying to mentally understand what Jesus did, you're not going to be able to receive it because you're trying to get it from human wisdom. That's human. That's a very, well, that's what the word, no, that's very human worldly wisdom. That's very human worldly wisdom. So it's what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught us by the spirit expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words, right? And the scripture, spiritual truth and spiritual words. So let's go back to God is a what? Spirit. <laughs> That's what God is. John 4 and 24. And they that worship the father, right? Worship the father in spirit and in truth. For the father is seeking such as these to worship him, right? There's a time coming when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth. So true worship. And we know the highest form of worship is what? Put it in your notes. The highest form of worship is obedience, right? So let's go back to this. My God, I thank you for this Holy Spirit. So if I'm not speaking words, not taught, I've got to question whether every thought that I've been thinking, everything I've been hearing, is this human wisdom? <laughs> is this worldly wisdom? Or is this spiritual wisdom? Is this the wisdom that is pure? Remember I gave us a scripture yesterday, James 3 and 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, of good fruit, impartial, and sincere. <laughs> right? Can I repeat that one more time for you? Right? But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial, and sincere. So, if I'm leaning on human wisdom, and not godly wisdom, guess what? <laughs> it's going to lack peace. It's gonna, not going to be considerate. It's only going to be considerate of one group of people or one person or myself, right? It's not going to submit to the word of God. You can remember we're learning to hear from God. You can back everything up in the word and somebody will tell you, oh, it don't take all that. But can I show you something? I'm going to show you something in just a couple of scriptures of why I know it takes all this. And this is why I know it takes all this. We are born of God, right? We were re we were born of God, birthed us, right? We right. We need this kind of wisdom, right? We need this submissive. We need this full of mercy. When God's wisdom comes in our life, it's going to be full of mercy. He's not going to tell you to dog nobody out. He's not going to tell you to mistreat nobody. That's not the wisdom that comes from God. He's not going to tell you to bash. God is not going to tell you to write somebody and blast them on Facebook. 
As a matter of fact, the scripture is very clear. If somebody did something that I'm supposed to take that to the brother and sister, that, that is not supposed to be a Facebook post. That is not supposed to be a subliminal post. I am not, I am not the police. I am here to preach the gospel. I am here to share the gospel. I am not here to blast you and be spiritual police and check you and all of that other stuff. I don't know where we get that stuff from. That's not it. Now, for those of us in the gospel, it does not mean we don't give correction, right? It does not mean I give correction, but I'm going to give correction to you. I'm not going to give correction to Facebook. I'm going to come because it tells me if I got an order, if I got something I need to bring you, I'm supposed to bring it to you personally. I'm supposed to bring you to the per not everybody else. I'm supposed to go to you personally and nobody else. Right. And so it's good. It's mercy, good fruit and partial. Right. So human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. When we express ourselves, we are supposed to be expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. Now, here's the next part. The natural man does not accept these things that come from the spirit of God. You will not be able to accept what you need. You are not going to be able to hear him in your natural man. I, was, I promise you discerning between the voice of God and yours takes time, takes time. And when you've had so much worldly wisdom, you will confuse your thoughts with God's thoughts. And the scripture, the scripture reminds us that the heart is deceitful, right? And we'll be like, Oh, you know, this is God. God told us that. And God is like, I haven't said anything. Jeremiah 17 and nine says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? God is not going to tell you to get in debt. Do you know why? Because he said, I created you to be the head and not the tail. I created you to be a lender and not a borrower. A lot of times, and I'm not saying God doesn't give you permission to do some things, but I'm telling you, you better know that God is, if God is causing you or telling you to get in debt, God got a plan for you to come out of debt. God is not going to say, take out a loan without a plan. That ain't God because he already told us, oh, no man, anything but to love him. He already told us, I'm trying to put you in a place where you're the lender and not a borrower. Right? So there's just, so, so in this, if I don't know how to discern or understand what spiritual truths are, then I'm still probably grasping or living in human wisdom. And that looks differently, right? It says, so the natural man does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him right? They are foolishness and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. <laughs> they are spiritually, you are not going to be able to, and can I tell you something? Kingdom does not add up to the ways of this world. It's not one plus one equals two and kingdom one plus five might equal 10, <laughs> right? The one thing that you do God do for God might be multiplied. Go, go read the parable of the talents, right? The one thing that you might do for God might be doubled and the double looks differently. Kingdom, kingdom, kingdom math, kingdom assignments, none of that add up. And so we have to be able to, to discern those by the spirit. So I want to give you a few things because we're still in this trail in this journey of learning to live, live for God. We're going to pray for day two of wisdom. So don't just get off at the end. We're doing seven days of praying for wisdom. And we're also going to pray for our education system. We need to pray for our educational system, right? Uh, let's pause and do those now. Father God, I thank you. Father, we stand in the gap for this educational system throughout the world. Lord God, we thank you. You are raising up 
educational leaders that are for students that have your heart, Daddy God. We thank you, Father God, for a system that honors you, Lord God, that will not make rash decisions, Lord God. We thank you for godly leaders. We drive out every force of darkness, Lord God, that has been tainting our education system, Lord God, keeping us from being producers, Lord God. Father God, pulling us into this mainstream agenda. We drive out the mainstream agenda. Lord God, we thank you that they will not make an emotional Emotional, emotional decision where our kids are concerned, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for godly leaders who have your hearts. We thank you, Lord God, that you are raising up teachers who have your hearts. We thank you, Father God, for the spirit of discernment in the education system. We thank you, Lord God, that you're opening the eyes of their understanding to the hope and call of your purpose for education. We drive out ungodly soul ties, Lord God, things that have had us bound, things that have had us limited, Lord God. Open our eyes to see. Father, we thank you for parents that our responsibility to our kids' education, that we just don't leave it on the schools. We thank you we are invested and we are not cantankerous, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for opening doors that no man sh can shut and that every school district, Father God, every city, every state, every nation and world has the resources, has the books, has the supplies, has the technologies, Father God. Open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on our educational system. We are asking, Father God, the east wind to judge it and the west wind, Father God, to operate in our favor, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for opportunities for new schools and new school districts and new school systems that represent kingdom. I thank you, Father God, that you are raising up a leadership that will be bold and take a stand in education, Lord God, for your glory. I thank you, Father God, for those that are called to that mountain of influence, Lord God. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, for the real estate investors, Father God, who will get in position and buy and give land to kingdom and buy and give homes to kingdom. My God. God, not sell, but who will buy and give to kingdom. I thank you for those investors being risen up right now, ears sensitive enough to hear you, Lord God, ears sensitive that they will buy and give to kingdom, understanding, Father God, that you will bless the seed that they plant, Lord God. I thank you for doors open that no man can shut. We drive out every force of darkness, every spirit of wickedness in high places. And we thank you, Holy Ghost, for your power, your strength, your courage, Lord God, your wisdom, knowledge, and discernment to invest in our children. We take authority over the strong man. We pull it down, Father God. We pull it down and we cast it back to the pits of hell from which it came. My God, all ungodly soul ties. We bind it back to the pits of hell from which it came in Jesus name. My God, I thank you. Let's go ahead and pray for our day two of wisdom, right? This is day two of wisdom. Yesterday, if you're just jumping on, you can still join us. We are praying for seven days of wisdom. We started yesterday praying. We decided we were going to give up one thing this week. And so this is our day two of wisdom, right? Romans 8 and 26 says, likewise, the spirit, and I'm putting my name in this. You can put your name in this. Likewise, the spirit that helped Lakeisha in her infirmities, weaknesses, right? 
For if she knows not what she should pray as she ought to, but the spirit itself make intercession for her with groanings, which cannot be uttered, right? Lord God, I thank you when I don't know what to say or think that you are making intercession for me. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, that the Holy Spirit intercedes for me and deals with the deep things in my heart. Father God, that's the wisdom that can only come from above and it teaches us how to grow in grace. Father God, thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord God. Holy Spirit, come make intercession for me and help me pray. Advocate, go before me. Help me praise. Do not let me be wise in my own eyes. In Jesus name, God, when you don't know what to pray, guess what? The Holy Spirit will make intercession for you, right? The, the Holy Spirit will make intercession for you. You don't have to always have the right words to say. Sometimes you just need to bow before God, right? And be like, look, I don't even know what to pray. Can you make intercession? Can you make intercession for me? Holy Spirit, I need you to, I don't even have the words this morning. Holy Spirit, will you make intercession for me? And guess what he does? He makes intercession for you. And think about how much wisdom we lack because we don't let the Holy Spirit make intercession for us because we don't understand the Holy Spirit. So we don't spend enough time saying, Holy Spirit, will you make intercession that's so powerful. Roman 8, 26. Likewise, the spirit helpeth me in my infirmities, helping me in my weakness. Right. And when I don't know what to pray as I, I, the Holy Spirit makes intercession. So Holy Spirit, we invite you in to make intercession for me. My God, to make intercession for me in Jesus name. So I want to give you two more things, right? Before we get out of here, I got a couple more things I want you to chew on. For those of you who are new, we are learning to hear God. And, um, I have a book that I read years ago. Um, and I'm back in this book and I'm taking notes and I'm looking at how we hear God. And I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at how we learn to listen to God. Right. And so one of the books is called, um, the listening side of prayer. It's very hard to find. It's an old book, but it's powerful. It's by JC hash and, um, how we develop, um, a, the listening side of prayer and how we, how, in what ways do we hear God? And first, the first thing that I know is that we have to establish the fact that when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, we are born again. Right. Right. We're when we're completely born again, we're completely redeemed. We're completely brand new clay. We're completely in the father's hands. And I know some of you are probably like, but I accepted Jesus Christ a long time ago. Right. Here's what I love about the blood. Here's what I love about the blood. There are brand new mercies given to me daily. So perhaps. I didn't get the revelation of this until now, right? I didn't get the revelation of this now. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The steadfast love of the father never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, right? And so 
the step step the steadfast the steadfast love right stead the steadfast love of him never ceases so even if i didn't get this last week right if i didn't get this if i didn't understand this last week then guess what i get the revelation today that i am made over fresh scratch brand new in jesus christ this is a part of what comes with me accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm a fresh beginning. I'm a clean slate. I'm made over. And so if you didn't understand that, you can start with a fresh repent right now. You could be like, what? But I'm, I'm over. I'm doing, I'm, I'm over, right? I'm, I'm over. I'm brand new, right? So for Romans 1, this letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. God promised this good news long ago through his prophets in the Holy Scripture. The good news is about his son. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line, and he was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Say that. You need to say that to yourself. He is Jesus Christ, my Lord. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Through Christ, come on, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege. Somebody say, I got the privilege, <laughs> right? Somebody say that today. I got the privilege. God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them so that they will believe and obey him, right? And bring glory to his name. And you are included amongst those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. You are included. This is not something made up. You are worthy of this. You are included of this. This is what came when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You are not on the outside. You are in the inside. You are proven. You are chosen. So there's a privilege that you have. There's a privilege that you got. So you got the same privilege. And so he comes, he says, I'm writing to all of you in Rome who are loved by God and are called to be his own holy people. May God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace, right? May he give you grace and peace, right? And so you need to know this right now that, that God's favor is on your life and how I receive more of God's favor is I receive his grace, grace. I receive his grace. I understand that what this word says about me is really meant for me, my God. And so if I'm made over and I have the same privilege as Jesus Christ, right? Then what I access, I access through grace. I don't access through works. I don't access through my mom. I don't access through my dad. I access this through grace. My God wants to empower you in grace. God wants you to understand that you're privileged through grace, right? And so his grace comes, his grace is, and that's why he always says, my grace is sufficient, right? There's sufficiency in his grace. So you have the privilege, your privilege, you're empowered, you're deemed worthy. All of this came when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and God, um, Lord as Lord and Savior. And so there's, and we can go all into Romans. I love Romans because it keeps us in a good governance, but I've got to receive this by grace. So if, 
I know, right? Because we quote this scripture all the time. I know the plans for, I know the plans that God has for me, right? We love to say this. We love to say Jeremiah 29. I love the plans that the Lord has for me. Plans to prosper, plans not to harm me, plans to give me a hope, plans to give me a future, right? We say this all the time. Well, if I know the plans that God has for me, who do I need to listen to about my life? Who is it? Who is it? Who do I, who do I have to learn to tune into if I know God's plans for me, right? This is one of the key concepts we miss in learning to hear God, like really learning to discern the voice of God from our own, right? Let's go back to us. Let's go back to something, right? Because what we're asking when we're learning to listen to God, when we're really learning to hear from God, right? And this is spiritual. He already gave us this. If I know the plans I have for me, then whose voice do I listen to about my life? <laughs> right? Do I listen to my voice? Do I li listen to man's voice? Mm -mm. Cause man's voice is not going to tell me to receive God's grace. Man's voice is going to tell me to incline myself to my human nature. That's what man's voice is going to tell me, which in turn becomes my voice because it's what I accept as truth. Man's voice is not going to tell the man's voice does not. Can I tell you something? The enemy does not want you focus on grace. So if God knows the plan, who should I be seeking daily for my daily plans? Who should I wake up in the morning and say, okay, Lord, here's the daily agenda. Here's the daily agenda. What is our daily plan for today? Because you know the plan that you have for me. You already wrote me out in the books. You already foreknew me in my mother's womb. And so the only reason that I don't understand God's plans, I don't understand God's purpose. I'm having a difficulty hearing God is because I don't understand God's word. I really, really don't understand God's word and it's hindering me from hearing God because I don't understand his grace. I don't understand brand new mercies. I don't understand that he has a written book and plan. And so my life will intertwine with things that look like God. Remember, um, there's a way that seems right to a man, looks like God, thinks like God ain't got nothing to do with God because there is a certain wisdom that comes from God. James three seventeen. Can we go back to that? But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, pure, peace, loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial, and sincere. So if I'm getting wisdom or I'm looking for wisdom or I'm looking for direction for my life, or I'm looking for purpose. I'm looking to God for that wisdom and that purpose. But I have to learn to discern between what is the voice of God, what is the voice of man, and what is the voice of Lakeisha. And if I have do not have a trained ear towards God, I will confuse what is the voice of man, what is the voice of Lakeisha, and what is the voice of God. Hearing God is a process. Hearing of God, hearing God does not, does not come from all overnight. 
being being able to discern the 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 differences between those voices, right? Um, can be complicated. The purpose of the word of God, the purpose of the Bible is to help, right? It's to help. It is not enough for us to know the scriptures, but we need to know him through the scriptures. The point of the word, there's the, to know him through the scriptures. If you do not know God, and I'm talking about not his hands, I, we confuse his hands his blessings all the time with knowing him. You do not. There is a certain rhythm to God. There is a certain excellence to God. There is a certain culture to God, right? So when we are spending time beginning to know him, God is going to reveal himself to us through the word, right? So if 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 before, Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Who knows me better than God? Who, when people tell me, oh, I know you. You're familiar with me. You don't know me like God knows me, right? You don't know where I am. You're familiar with me. That's so, that's why it's so hard for us to receive how people change, how people grow, how people are spiritually mature, right? Because we're familiar. You don't nobody know me, but God don't nobody know me. Like God, you familiar with me. You're into, you're cool with me. You understand me, but God is the only person that really, really, really knows me. So he's the only person that's really going to be able to give me clear revelation of my purpose. But if I don't spend enough time seeking God, right? If I don't spend enough time in the wisdom of God, then guess what's going to happen? I'm not going to be able to really discern what God is saying and what I'm saying. Hosea 4 and 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. And then I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of God, I will always forgive my children. So guess what happens when I don't get to know him through scripture when I'm not, because guess how God reveals himself to us. God reveals himself to us through the word. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to have revelation. He just wants you to keep mimicking God. He just wants you to keep saying this is of God, right? But there are some things that when it's God, like when it's God, it's looks different when it's hearing God, when it's a wisdom from God, it does not look like the wisdom of this world, right? It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. So, so we need to know that, right? No other book, no other, nothing should take the place of the Bible, right? Even though God used prophets, God used teachers. He's got to, that's how he, that's part of the way he gets his word through the earth, right? But no other thing in our life should take the wisdom or the root of God. So you got to study your word. Um, you got to understand the Bible. And then the best understanding comes from the Holy Spirit. But if I am not filled with the spirit and I'm talking about the fire baptized filled with the spirit, then 
I am going to miss being able to discern. So the spirit activates the word of God in you, right? I eat the word, nom, 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 I'm eating the word of God. Like I'm really eating, I'm digesting, I'm meditating the word morning, night, and night. And then I always like to say the Holy Spirit activates the word. So once I'm eating the word, like really meditating, I'm nom, 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 nom. That's why I always say small bites still equal meal. That's why I always say if you can get five principal truths and you chew on those five principal truths, right? No, no, no. I'm eating this. I'm eating the word of God. Then when that word is rooted in you, right? When that word is rooted in you, it, the Holy spirit will activate and we're going to use activate, like release the nutrients. The Holy spirit will activate in you the word of God. And so then when I need wisdom, when I need guidance, when I need direction, the spirit is going to activate the word of God in me and say to me, this is what the Lord is telling you. Here's his direction. And I promise you, it never fails. Anytime I ask for something to be backed up in the word of God, right? Anytime I ask something to be backed up in the word of God, anytime I think that I'm being led in a direction, all I have to yield is yield to yield to my flesh, back my flesh up. I will not make a rush decision. Holy Spirit reveal this to me. Lord, can you show me this in your word? And guess what? If I'm moving at a slow enough pace where I'm not trying to force God, where I'm not trying to rush God, then guess what he's going to do? He's going to back it up in the word. He's going to give it to me in a spiritual truth. He will give it to me and I'm going to be able to discern that it's from God and quantity, right? Because sometimes we'll see things moving it's not the quality that comes from God. So I'm just, I'm just, I just need to give you that this morning. So one, so here's a few things that I need to do. I've got to put God first in the morning. <laughs> I, I really need to develop an hour a day for prayer. I know that's going to push some of y'all. It might have to be broken up. Can I just give you, give you what I got in my notes? Can I just give you, give you what I got in my notes? I got to study the word of God. <laughs> The best understanding is going to come from the Holy Spirit. There must be a time element involved. There's got to be. Can I tell you something realistically? There is actually about a 30 minute sweet spot that you hit before the atmosphere is set. So praise, worship, prayer, right? All of that. So I got to spend time with God. He said, meditate on my laws. Day and night, right? Medit I got to meditate on my laws. Holy Spirit, I ain't know he's going this way, but come on. Meditate on my laws. I got. I need you meditating on laws day and night. Meditate both day and night. So I got to get something in the morning, right? And some of y'all are like, nah, I study all day. I want you, I'm talking about studying. <laughs> we ain't talking about grazing. I'm talking about you eating. We ain't talking about grazing, right? So Joshua 1 and 8, this book of the law must not depart from me. From always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. How do I become prosperous and successful? I don't become prosperous and successful in myself. I become prosperous and successful because I am meditating on the word day and night and I'm activated and the Holy and it's living in my life. Right? So I'm going to have to put God first in the morning, right? It's never good to read or study the word of God when you're tired. I'm just, can I be real? I'm going to wrap this up. I hear you, Holy Spirit. It's never good to read or study the word of God when you're tired. You're not getting nothing in. You're not. You're not going to get anything. Read the word of God aloud 
so God can talk to you. Start reading loud. That's why I confess stuff, right? Start writing down everything that you get. I have so many dates in my Bible. Start writing down everything you get with dates. Date today I read. This is what I read. This is what this is what I'm gonna do, right? Start reading the word out loud. Put God first. <laughs> um, don't study. Be intentional. Learn to pray for an hour. Might be 15, 15, 15, 15, right? Especially if you've never been there. But if you can start giving God an hour of your day, and I'm talking about for real, for real, like not multitasking, not doing 50,000 other things, not, not like when God deserves your time, God deserves your time, not on Facebook, listening to the devotional, but scrolling on other folks pages. I busted myself for that one day in church recently, just to be honest. I was like, you ain't listening. You might miss something, right? So not scroll, not scroll, not on, not, not while I'm not hearing, not watching it and doing 30 things. Now I am telling you, I am, t I am telling you that you can play the word all day, but when I really want to obtain it and retain it, that has to be dedicated time that I give God first. Then I'm going to read it aloud and let him talk back to me. Right. And then write it, write down. Okay. He may speak a word. He may magnify one word. If you get into practice of that, you're going to begin to hear. And then after you meditate it, obey it. After you meditate it, don't meditate it and set it aside. <laughs> Become a doer. Don't say that ain't for me. Every scripture is breathed by God. Everything in this Bible is for all of us. Don't say, oh, that ain't for me. That's for some, that's for somebody else. That don't say that. No, I need, you need to be, I need you to become a doer of the word. You got to put it in practice and where you struggling with something where a stronghold is still in place. You just ask the Holy Spirit for help. Lord, I need your help. <laughs> I need your help on this. I can't do this. This has been in my life. This has been repetitive in my life for too long. You know what you've been sickling back to. This has been repetitive in my life too long. Right? This has been, 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 this been in my life too long. Holy Spirit, I need your help. I'm weak in this area. Right? He already know your weaknesses anyway. I'm weak in this area. I'm having a difficulty giving God an hour of my day. I believe personally that you should grow to the point where you tithe a tenth of your day to God. So that's just my personal belief. You ain't got to say, accept that. I don't want you to try to force yourself. But I am, I'm praying that for you, that you are in a position where you begin to tithe the 10th of your day to God. So God gets 2.4, just 2.4 hours that you begin to give him 10. So set time, do it without distraction, write it down, date it, start early in the morning, start praying at least an hour a day, might be 15, 15, 15. And when you pray, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. I'm going to show God is going to show us how to listen to him because a lot of times we pray and talk and we don't know how to listen. And that's why we're not hearing. <laughs> it's not that God isn't speaking. We're not hearing because we don't spend enough time listening, right? Read the Bible, speak word, verbally speak over yourself, speak into your atmosphere, right? It's not just saying I'm rich, wealthy and all that. You need to read the word aloud, God over yourself. That's it. I love y'all. <laughs> is there anybody that needs to be saved? Do you need to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? That, that, that's the first part to hearing God, learning to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, learning to hear God, right? Because once I accept Jesus Christ, I just read it to you. I walk into the same privilege with Jesus. I'm washed. I'm made over. 
God reveals himself to me. So it starts with a simple, you know what? I just need to repent. Father, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm in need of a savior and I'm accepting you in my life. Jesus, I need your help. Holy Spirit, I need you. Same thing. Same, same thing. If you've been in a repentant and a backslidden state, go on and repent. Go on and repent. And some of you are like, I don't want to repent because I feel like I'm going to go right back to that same spot. Well, I want you to repent this time and ask the Holy Spirit to help you not return to your vomit. Help me not return to my vomit. And then can you do one more other thing for me? Will you consider becoming a partner with this ministry? Will you do that for me? When you, will you consider, will you pray? Can I bless my partners? <laughs> Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all of those that partner with this ministry and all of those that give today and all of those that have a desire to give. Father, I'm asking you supply all, every last need they have according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over this day, over your life, over this ministry, over your walk. I thank you for connecting to us, <laughs> right? God, hears your prayers. Keep praying. Keep believing. See you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Invite someone in. Love. My God, I thank you for my partners. I thank you for y'all. We're able to get this gospel everywhere it needs to go. I'm asking God to do something for you so, so dope, so deep. I'm believing him to blow your mind today. All of you, blow your mind today. Those of you that are with us, blow their mind today, daddy God. In Jesus' name, don't forget about ladies' Bible study. See you tonight. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.